This is Doing Translational Research, a podcast from the Bronfenbrenner Center for Translational Research in the College of Human Ecology at Cornell University. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Doing Translational Research. My name is Janice Whitlock. I'm the Associate Director for the Bronfenbrenner Center for Translational Research, and I'm happy today to welcome Amanda Purrington. Amanda Purrington is the Director of Evaluation and Research for the ACT for Youth program within the Bronfenbrenner Center for Translational Research. She also studies communication as a PhD student with the Social Media Lab at Cornell. Professionally and academically, Amanda is passionate about using research and evaluation to promote the health and well-being of youth. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you. Um, I want to start because uh, you're here to talk about a specific project. Um, but I want to have you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you sort of came to be affiliated with this project before we do that. Sure. So as you mentioned, um, I'm part of the ACT for Youth project in the BCTR. And ACT has um, a strong history and kind of positive youth development initiatives supporting the work of practitioners across the state, helping to uh, strengthen communities for young people to help them thrive as they grow through adolescence. Um, And so that's definitely something that I have been drawn to uh, for a long time. And um, I've worked on a number of projects that are kind of related to adolescent health and well-being. And uh, as I was kind of looking for a PhD program, I was really drawn to the Department of Communication here at Cornell because as I kind of looked back across the projects that I've been involved in, I can really see how communication is kind of this underlying current to a lot of them Um, and that promoting positive and open communication between parents and adolescents or adolescents and other caring adults can really be a very strong protective factor in the lives of adolescents. Um, So I started uh, the PhD program in communication and joined the social media lab, which is directed by Natalie Bazarova. And um, as part of that team, we're working on a project called Social Media Test Drive. Great. Thank you. So I know a little bit about Social Media Test Drive, but I wonder if you can describe for our listeners exactly what it is and what it aims to do. Sure. So I'll tell you a little bit about kind of how it originated. Um, So a couple of years ago, uh, some members of our team were at the Youth Development Research Update uh, held here uh, in Ithaca with youth development practitioners from across the state. And we were talking about kind of the work of the social media lab and some of our outreach projects, as well as new research endeavors. And we were talking about what's called the Truman Platform, which is, um, it's essentially... Uh, an experimental social media platform. So it was designed uh, to enable us to conduct experimental research in a really controlled setting. You know, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram isn't really kind of handing over the reins to us to conduct experiments to see how people react to maybe changes in the platform or uh, how they react when they see different users interacting with each other in certain ways. So this platform was created to kind of create a controlled environment where we could study this, see how people actually interact with each other in these social media contexts. So we were sharing um, some about what we were doing with the Truman platform and how we were planning to use it to actually study some interventions around cyberbullying. And in talking with uh, the youth development 
practitioners at this event, we started really kind of brainstorming how we might be able to adapt that research platform as an educational tool. And so we started talking about creating some um, educational content around helping young people, particularly middle school-aged kids who haven't really started using social media yet but are likely to soon, to kind of just talk about um, how do you use social media? What are uh, ways of um, interacting with others positively? How can you get the kind of information you want there? How can you um, start developing social relationships with people positively in a social media platform? And so that was really kind of the birth of social media test drive. And we call it test drive because it is a social media simulation. So kind of like a driving simulation where a young person who isn't yet out on the roads might, you know, sit behind a wheel and kind of interact in a virtual driving situation. This is similar to that, but with social media. Wonderful, thanks. And I know that the iteration of the project that you're working on now, or we're working on now, really includes um, collaboration with some other agencies and entities. So can you tell us a little bit about those collaborations? Yes. So this is actually really exciting. So the, um, you know, the birth of the project came out of this uh, kind of collaborative engagement with a variety of youth development specialists across the state. Um, we've been able to kind of use that pilot to launch the next phase of the project, and we're actually uh, collaborating with Common Sense Education. So they're really a leader in kind of thinking about how to develop positive digital citizens in this new um, era of the online world. And so they have a K through 12 curriculum um, that they have developed and are actually currently revising. And we're working with them to develop our test drive modules to kind of complement the lessons that they're creating for middle schoolers. Um, and ultimately, hopefully, we will uh, kind of be able to offer them in tandem with their, their online lessons. Um, we're continuing our collaboration with youth development specialists. So we actually have some really great connections with 4-H practitioners across New York State. So as we enter kind of this next round of creating test drive modules and revising them, we're working with all of those stakeholders to kind of create the best curriculum we can. Uh, we're also working with young people to get their feedback on these modules. So we're really interested in making sure that um, the, the content is appealing and interesting that when they're in this social media simulation, it feels authentic. It doesn't feel um, unrealistic to them. But we also want to make sure that we're able to convey some of the, the key concepts. So we're looking at um, really helping set expectations and develop some pro-social norms about being a good digital citizen. So, you know, we're covering everything from how can you create an account to how do you check out what privacy settings are there by default and how you might want to revise them to things like if you see cyberbullying in social media, what are some pro-social things you could do to respond to that? Um, so we're really trying to touch on not just kind of the nuts and bolts and functional things with use, using social media, but also touch on um, some of the real-world issues that they're likely to encounter there. All right, 
So um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about the process of working with, with so many stakeholder groups. I mean, in the process of talking about all the different piece, people involved, you have, you have young people and youth development professionals and uh, the colleagues over at Common Sense Media and the, your fellow researchers and team, team members. So what, what kinds of lessons learned about how, what are the challenges and opportunities inherent in such multidisciplinary and stakeholder groups? I think um, the biggest thing to know is that it takes time. Uh, you may, at the outset, feel like you have <laughs> this timeline and, and things are going to happen in this sequence and it will take this amount of time to complete these pieces of the project. Um, but really, you know, this is a, a pretty big endeavor involving so many different stakeholders. I think is really essential in creating ultimately a product that will be useful and and used, um, but it does take take quite a bit of time. So you're uh, working into people's very busy schedules. So if you're looking for, say, youth development practitioners to give you feedback, you have to kind of give them a heads up pretty early on and see where they can fit that into their schedule. Um, working with uh, our collaborators at Common Sense, um, again, it's kind of how does this fit into their bigger project, um, you know, we're maybe coming at this with different perspectives and um, different but very tightly related goals. So really looking at how can we make this uh, mutually beneficial and have the, the timelines work out for all of us. Um, so it's just a matter of sometimes stepping back and saying, okay, how do we, how do we move forward from here? What are our next priorities? Um, figuring out who needs to be at the table for those conversations, um, and just being flexible, I think, is, yeah. is really what it comes down to. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You know, so one of the things that's kind of interesting about this particular uh, conversation is that most often we have people sitting here that are primarily researchers or talking about a research project that has translational implications. You're talking much about the translational component already. Can you tell me just a little bit about the research end of things? Sure, yeah. So um, we definitely want to make sure that this is having the impact that we want. So even though the modules themselves are still in development, we're kind of constantly evaluating what it is that we're doing. So we did a, a small evaluation when we developed the initial modules. We're kind of engaging in a, a larger, more systematic evaluation, bringing in more stakeholders as we move forward. Um, so both kind of formatively evaluating evaluating what we're doing and using that information to iteratively develop the modules themselves. So getting feedback um, when the modules are in their storyboard format from experts like our collaborators at Common Sense, as well as youth development practitioners in the fields, um, to uh, really kind of field testing the online modules themselves, both with educators and young people. Um, so we're going to kind of continue that process as we're developing our modules. And then uh, down the line, once we have our, our full set of modules complete, we're going to uh, do an outcome evaluation. So really see, are we, first of all, you know, are we uh, creating the knowledge change that we really want um, based on kind of the instructional characteristics of these modules, but also are we changing, are we impacting perceptions of social norms in in social media contexts? You know, are we really um, encouraging young people to think about 
what what they can do to make these online worlds a, a better, happier, nicer place to be. Yeah, thank you. Um, so if there was one real-world change that you could make based on your experience with this project, what would it be and why? Um, I think ideally it would be really great for, for everyone to kind of think about how we can do this. I think um, a lot of times uh, parents in particular, others who maybe work with young people may feel a bit intimidated about um, how to guide young people in uh, using digital communication technologies, engaging in social media. Um, And I think that that's really because it's still so very new um, and we're, we're kind of parenting around this for the first time, really. Um, so there are plenty of adults who aren't really quite sure how to do this, let alone how to, to teach their kids. So I think um, I would just really love for people to to recognize that this is something that they can do. They don't have to know everything about it, um, but really to, to actively um, talk with young people in their lives about what they see and do online and how everyone can kind of you know, change their behaviors just a little bit to make it a, a better world. Sure, it's like all of us are guinea pigs right now, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> no matter what position you're in. All right, um, thank you. The last question here is, thinking about the general area in which you work, what are some of the things you'd like the general public to know about or to understand? You addressed this a little bit in your comment before, but I wonder if you have two or three things that might be of importance to ordinary citizens. I think... Um, when we think about young people and a lot of um, a lot of the online world, people think of a lot of the negative things that might happen. Um, so there's a lot of fear there, a lot of concern for young people's safety. Um, and, you know, some of those concerns are definitely valid. But I think what I would really want people to know is that there are benefits to young people participating in these online worlds. So social media in particular is a really great opportunity for young people to connect with their peers. Um, it's an opportunity to practice and develop those social skills, which is really a fundamental aspect of adolescence. Um, And also, you know, they have the opportunity to kind of explore and try on different identities. They can um, learn about what does it mean to be this kind of a person and kind of try that on for a little bit in a pretty safe way. Um, And so there are really lots of positives to young people participating in social media that I think a lot of people maybe don't see right away. All right, well, thank you, Mandy, so much for joining us today. It was wonderful to talk with you. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, I hope you'll join us next time. Thank you. For more information about translational research or the work of the Bronfenbrenner Center, please visit www.bctr.cornell.edu.